0: welcome to a hilarious and informative show hosted by mitch adams of wrestle royalty the worlds of comic book related media and pro wrestling intersect in various ways both tell stories while everyone involved wears tight colorful outfits that would make circus performers blush ladies and gentlemen WrestleRoyalty.com and Harley Quinn Games on Facebook proudly present Storytelling in Spandex. Hello everybody and welcome to Storytelling in Spandex. I am of course your host, Mitchell Adams, and this was unplanned. This episode was entirely unplanned, guys. I I had something very special organised for you next week. Still happening, stay tuned, but... Recent events have forced me, with great pleasure I might add, have forced me to record this episode. I wasn't going to do this. I was just going to write out a nice little review for Facebook, but I couldn't do that. For something as epic, as huge as this, I had to record. I had to give you guys a special episode of the podcast right here, right now. That's all comic book. It's not going to be anything about pro wrestling, so sorry. But this one's all comic book, and it's going to be about DC Comics. And I think you know where I'm going with this. I'm all solo here, so I hope you enjoy it. I've done solo podcasts before, or one before, when I uh, reviewed DC Fandom. So I think this is very appropriate. But today, I'm going to be giving you guys my thoughts, my feelings about the Snyder Cut. And I don't know even where to begin. <laughs> Holy dooly, what a four hour epic piece of cinema. Holy cow, I am so glad that HBO Max in the US made deals with a bunch of different uh, distributors worldwide so people around the world could see this film. I myself watched it on Foxtel Now, I'm of course in Australia so it was just man okay enough of me (laughs) going on on like this let's just get straight into it because there is so much to cover firstly it needs to be said for those who haven't seen it yet um this is going to be a bit spoilery i'm not going to give away massive details but i'm going to reveal one or two things and but they're one or two things, big things, I might add. But I don't think they will. I don't think they will take away from your enjoyment of the film. I think the stuff that I'm going to be giving away is already pretty much known. So I think you'll you'll you won't be upset. You won't be coming out with pitchforks, let's shall we say, for for letting for letting these slip. But you know, I digress. Let's get straight into it. Firstly. The first hour of this film is about 80% the same as the original cut of of Justice League, Joss Whedon's version. But that 20% that Snyder has added, it changes the first hour completely and changes the whole film completely. I mean, what is added? I mean, for starters, we get a brand new intro to the film which is absolutely phenomenal. You are going to be mind blown when you see the new intro. And like I said, 80% is concurrent. There are a couple of new things and new details. But the biggest new detail is uh, Wonder Woman uh, going into this uh, Greek, um, ancient Greek ruins of a temple where she discovers, you know, uh, the story of how Darkseid, in the first film it was Steppenwolf, in this one it's Darkseid, how Darkseid originally attempted to invade Earth thousands of years ago, but the Greek gods, the Amazons, few Green Lanterns, and humanity beat them and got them out of there. But, you know... So just put bear that in mind when you're watching uh, the first hour of this film and thinking this isn't all that much different. I don't know what the hype is about. Trust me, after that first hour, you'll definitely get this, understand what the hype is about. So let's just get that straight away out there. Um, secondly, the skeleton of the film, so the skeleton of the story, I should say, is also pretty similar to what uh, Joss Whedon came out with, but Sack adds and he... Man, the stuff he's put in and the new stuff he's added and the stuff that uh, he took from the footage already shot and put into it, it's just phenomenal. It truly is. I know I keep going on and on about it, but it's the truth. It is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, for starters, every character in the film, from the heroes to the villains, have a ton more backstory, a ton more character development, grander story arcs. Which explains their, uh, you know, their their methodology explains their motivations. Something that the, the the Joss Whedon version of this film did not have, and it's and it's it's very interesting because a lot of the directions uh, Snyder goes you wouldn't actually expect, but it, it's it's not like the Last Jedi. It's act, it actually works quite well. It's yeah. It's it's absolutely. It, it's really fun. And a lot of the things that he adds are quite surprising. For starters, the character of Cyborg, played by Ray Fisher, who's in the news a lot, is really the heart of the film. You know, I've never been the biggest fan of the Cyborg character. I thought it was a bit one-dimensional, even in the comic books. And, you know, there's always a debate whether he works better in Teen Titans or in Justice League, but Zack Snyder very much makes him work here in the Justice League and he's... It, 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 it was very interesting. I really quite enjoyed it, and you know, it's the things that were added really are really heartbreaking. You really feel for this character, and you really, yeah, it's it's something that really surprised me. I think I think fans of the character, and I think I think comic book fans in general are going to really enjoy that. Um, we also get to see more of the uh, Amazons look um, a bit tougher than they did in the wing cut of the Justice League. Um, I think they look a m- bit more noble. Um, that that was a lot of fun as well. That 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 uh, that uh, portion of the film focusing on the Amazons uh, with um, the mother box was was um that was a lot of fun too. I think you guys are really going to enjoy that as well. Let's uh, got, forgive me. I've got notes here, but there's just so much to get through. That truly is absolutely remarkable. Wonder Woman character Gal Gadot is also much more well developed here, and I know people who were a bit upset with the direction of Wonder Woman 84. Um, I didn't hate it. I understand why others did, but I I, I just, I thought it was just a very average story. I I enjoyed parts of it. Don't get me wrong. So but people who were upset with Wonder Woman 84 are really going to like what uh, Zack Snyder has done with uh, the character in this. Uh, She gets a lot of screen time, you know, and she looks absolutely phenomenal, acts absolutely phenomenal, and you'll be, you'll be very impressed. You'll be absolutely impressed. Even the Aquaman character, I mean, there was a wonderful... I don't want to spoil this part of it because I think it'll take away the, um, the gravitas of it, shall we say. But uh, the first scenes with Aquaman, uh, there's this moment where he goes into the ocean and let's just say, you know, the, the send-off he gets... Uh, when he goes into the ocean, it's just one of the most. It it, it tugs on your heartstrings, actually. I mean, you you understand it when you see it. I, I don't want to spoil that part for you because it's. It, it was actually one of, one of the most beautiful scenes in the film, and it's something I, I will give you a hint though. It, it, if you, um, pick up uh, the film's score on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your music, it's something that you'll instantly recognize and it's something that you'll probably start playing on repeat because it's absolutely lovely. And I don't use that word lightly, lovely, but it was, it was, it was very lovely, man. And there are a couple of big shocks in the film as well, big shocks. And like I said, um, I'm going to make this a bit spoilery, but I think it's, there are things in this film that uh, you're probably expecting. So I don't think it's going to take away from your um, enjoyment of it. Firstly, and this was pretty much, you know, I think everyone knew this. General Calvin Swanwick, that magnificent general in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, who uh, Lois Lane was always busting his chops. Fan, th- fan theories for eons that he was, of course, Gion Jones, Martian Manhunter. You guys were right. He absolutely is. However, the reveal of which, eh, it's a little lame. I'm not going to lie. It was one of the, it was, I think it was the reveal of which could have been, could have been done better by, by old Zach. But you know, some people might like it, I, I, you know, but you know, the reveal was fine. You know, I, it could have been done a lot better, but you know, that was the reveal and it was, you know, it, it was very special. I must say it, it looked pretty good. The Flash character is, uh, no, that was, man. A lot more in that film for him to do as well. A lot more of his backstory, which is actually, a lot of the, the humour of the film comes from The Flash, which is to be expected if you, if you know the comics. But, you know, uh, the moment where he, you know, it was teased in the trailer, the moment where he meets what we have to presume is Iris even though, believe it or not, uh, they have a bit of a meat cute in the film—a very superheroish meat cute, I must say. It's not very explored very often. Uh, it's not explored to a huge degree, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's, the seed is planted, shall we? Say. And that's another thing of this film as well. There are so many seeds planted. Snyder clearly had a big plan for all these characters through multiple films he was really had a, an idea of what he was going to do with this dc multiverse and if rumors are true recent rumors i hope he gets the opportunity to explore all of it but we'll go through that a bit later as well ben affleck is batman you know everyone pokes fun at batfleck as we like to call him but he was actually a very effective batman in this film he was actually quite good it shocks, it shocks me to say this, but I actually enjoyed him in the role of Bruce Wayne and Batman in this movie. Shocking, I know. But you know what? He actually does a phenomenal job. And, you know, if, if we ever, you know, the, you know, before, you know, everything happened and Ben Affleck said he was going to give up the role, there was the rumour of, you know, a Batman Deathstroke film. And I really hope that happens too. I really hope that at some point everyone comes together and agrees to try and make this film because that will be, I think that will be really effective and really cool. Um, Deathstroke, it's a bit more screen time in this one as well. You know, he was in that post credit scene in in the original cut, but now that gets expanded upon as well. Lex Luthor, his, his escape from Arkham Asylum gets greatly expanded in this film. And I think it's something you guys will really enjoy. You know, I know I keep saying this, but there's just so much to cover. There truly is. Um, so the Lois Lane character didn't get a lot to do in this. I'm sorry to say. Um, I think I think I wish Zach had done a bit more with her. She was pretty much just shown as the grieving widow, even though they weren't. She and Superman weren't married yet, but but there was one. like I said, there were seeds planted throughout this film, and it's one you have to pay a little closer attention to, but. There's this one scene when she's grabbing her pest, uh, press badge from her bedroom, uh, from her nightstand drawer. And uh, there's something there that you need to uh, take a look at because that's a, that's a big seed planted. That's very, that's very exciting. Henry Cavill Superman. Again, not a, a great deal to do, but more seeds planted. It seems like even though he is resurrected, again, like in the original cut, it seems like he didn't quite regain all his faculties as quickly as he did in the original card. I'll just say that. It seems like there are seeds planted that um, he's not quite the same. So let's just leave it at that. But believe it or not, according to Zack Snyder, wanted him to have the mullet along with the black suit. But Warner Brothers still said no. So, yeah. Which I think it's one, one occasion I think Warner Brothers might have been right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, you know, I digress. The nightmare sequence. Oh, the nightmare sequence. Okay. The nightmare sequence happens literally at the end of the film. For those who were expecting like a big, like 20, 30 minute exploration of the nightmare sequence, which is obviously uh, drawing inspiration from injustice comic books. Again, seeds planted. This is where Zach obviously wanted to take the story. I would think that would be cool to say, I really hope he gets the opportunity to do so. No, uh, the Joker and Batman scene is sadly short. You know, people complained in the original Suicide Squad that uh, Jared Leto only got uh, seven minutes of screen time. He only gets about five here. But he does a lot in those five minutes. I mean, the discussion, the scene that uh, Ben Affleck's Batman and Jared Leto's Joker share is one that really, it's probably one of the truest forms of the, Batman-Joker relationship ever put the film. Zack Snyder understands this relationship because, you know, they're not just bitter enemies. They're not just, you know, the Dark Knight and the clan Prince of Crime. They're not just good. They're not just evil. They're not just, you know, chaotic and complete madness. They are also in some weird ways peers. Joker in some ways loves and respects Batman and Batman, even though he'll never admit it has some form of bizarre admiration for the Joker himself, which he will never admit to himself and will never fully understand. And that is seemingly teased in this as well. And it's, it's an, it's a very powerful scene. And I think long-term DC comics fans, Batman and Joker fans, are gonna be really, really pumped by it. And it was absolutely amazing. You guys will absolutely love it. But you know, there's still so much more to get through, but I'm just gonna leave it at that for you guys, because it's just so much, so much to get through. But let me tell you, if you haven't seen this film yet, if you have not seen Zack Snyder's Justice League, you must. Not just because it's a great film, because it is, not just because it shows what could have been and what still can be, if rumors are true. It's also a loving tribute from a father to his daughter, because at the end of the film, Zack Snyder puts a tribute to his uh, deceased daughter, Autumn, who tragically committed suicide halfway through a production of the original cut of Justice League, which, which started all of this, um, you uh, all know that Zach is doing a lot for suicide prevention charities in the U S because of this. And uh, uh, my underst- excuse me, my understanding is a great deal of the proceeds. Uh, well, the salary that he's earned from this is going towards suicide prevention charities. And Zach is doing a lot of live streams and a lot of merchandise stuff all for that. And it's, 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 it's quite heartwarming and quite heartbreaking at the same time that, you know, he came back to do this in some ways for his daughter. And I think that's a very, a very special and very emotional thing. And I think, and I give unbelievable amount of kudos to uh, Mr. Snyder cause um, Snyder has never been critic uh, film critics, favorite filmmaker, you know, uh, he's taken a lot of hits. No, Batman versus Superman was not well received. Neither was Sucker Punch. I think I still say Sucker Punch was misunderstood at the time. It was seen as exploitive when really he was making a very powerful, progressive feminist statement. But, you know, I digress. It's just, yeah, guys, you need to see this film. That's all I can say. You need to see this film, either through HBO Max or Sky Cinema in the UK or Foxtel or Binge in Australia, however you watch it, Virgin in New Zealand, however you watch this film, you need to watch it. It's it's a bit of a slog, I'm not gonna lie. Four hours of your time is an investment, but it's an investment that definitely pays off, guys. You need to you need to watch this film. And with that, I'm gonna sign off. Thank you very much for listening to this review. I hope you've enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed producing it for you. Uh, Next week, we're going to have a proper episode of Storytelling in Spandex for you guys. Very special guest. Very surprising. You're going to love it. Believe me. But for now, from me, Mitch Adams, I'm going to sign off. Hope you've enjoyed this. Thank you very much and stay tuned for next week.